Welcome to the IBC Student Ministry Podcast, an extension of Emmanuel Baptist Church here in Warren, Arkansas. The purpose of this podcast is to present sermons from Wednesday nights, special topics, and other resources for parents and students. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast. My name is Dustin. I'm going to be your host uh, for most of these episodes and excited that you decided to join in and listening to us. Um, just to give you guys a little bit of information, it has been a hot minute since we have recorded anything. Uh, we actually still have our social media episode to release, um, fortunately slash unfortunately. Um, and when I recorded that episode, I had pneumonia and <laughs> And so the audio kind of kicked back and forth really bad. And then, um, lo and behold, like three of the five or six social media sites that I talked about on the episode, um, actually released some updates that helped with some issues that I had and issues I felt like parents would have. So, um, we are going to re-record that episode and release it so that you have up-to-date information up to the point of recording, um, but I'm excited. It's been a crazy last end of 2019. Um, we had a new baby. Our son Joshua was born in November. Um, and we have just been going at Mach 5 ever since, just trying to adjust his sleep schedule and adjusting to having a one-year-old and a now seven-week-old, I believe. Um, and so it's been an adjustment. But I'm excited that we are getting back in the swing of things. I think routine has really helped with that. And I'm really excited for what we have in store for our student ministry this year. Now, in terms of the podcast and kind of some things that we're planning on doing with that is that, you know, I really, I really want this to be a a continued resource for students and parents. We have a couple episodes already planned. For example, uh, we still have some leftover questions from our, you asked for it series that we're going to answer here on the podcast. Um, but I want to interview a few people and uh, kind of give some insight on different aspects of ministry or the church that a lot of people maybe aren't aware of. Um, I want to continue to answer questions that you have, uh, whether you're a parent or a student. If you have a question that you want us to address on the podcast, we'd love to have it. Um, so we're planning on releasing episodes probably every week or every other week. Um, not planning on them to be very long, but for them to be very intentional with what we do. Um, the theme for our church this year is called greater vision. Everything that we do, we want to do to a greater capacity. We, we want to have greater marriages. We want to, uh, love God greater. We want to serve people greater. And it's not this idea of, okay, well, we want to be good just for the sake of being good, but we want to pursue Christ likeness and we want to serve better. We want to continue to challenge ourselves to love like Jesus loved and serve like Jesus loved or serve like Jesus served. And uh, we want to do things greater and we want to have a vision that's greater. That's, that's huge. Because the thing is, I, I think a lot of us, we kind of tamper our expectations, set low goals. And the thing is, we want to set high goals, goals that we believe that God will meet and God will, will be faithful to. And, and we are things that we prayed about and things that we feel like God's going to do. And we're, we're going to pursue it. So I'm excited for that. And that only not only bleeds into other aspects of our ministry, but it's going to bleed into our student ministry as well. So I'm excited for the things that we have going on. Um, just to kind of give you guys a, a sneak peek at the month of January, uh, we are starting a new series called Tweetables, where we are taking very compelling and, and 
culture shattering things that Jesus said back in uh, the New Testament, how that kind of applies to us today. Uh, but these statements are uh, statements that could be fit into a modern day tweet. Uh, things for students to memorize, things for students to consider um, that Jesus said and kind of looking more into that. Where, what was the context that Jesus said that in? Who was he talking to? Why was it so important? And what does it mean for us today in our own pursuit and relationship with the Lord? Uh, we're also going to have D now coming up this this uh, this month. That I'm really excited about. That's uh, at the end of January. If you haven't signed up, please do so ASAP. Literally, like I ordered, like I want to say today's the tenth. I ordered like almost eighty t-shirts, and I sold the students that there wasn't going to be very many excess because last year we bought way too many shirts, and we had all these shirts that nobody wanted because everybody already had one. So. Uh, I kind of lowered that a little bit and we've only got a few extras, but I mean, man, we've ordered 80 shirts because there's that many people involved in this. We've got the band and our speaker and all of our volunteers who are helping and then our small group leaders, which I'm so excited for them. Um, Not only the students that are going, but just so on and so forth. We just got so many people involved in this weekend. And so if you can um, just be praying for that weekend, pray that we would make a profound impact on these students, that God would really move and stir in their hearts this weekend. Um, Also, Pray for our, our small group leaders as they have the most difficult job of that weekend to really just be in the weekend with these students uh, to discipline them, but to also be there for them and to walk with them through some hard things. And so please be praying for them as we uh, seek to glorify God with this D now and, and to really draw in a, what's the word I want to look for? A, a, a greater amount of growth from these students. And so I'm excited for this weekend and, and what God does with D-Now Weekends. Um, so please join in praying along uh, with me. But what I have for you today is I'm actually going to share with you what I shared with the students uh, during our first Remedy service. And that was this, is that I, I, I shared with them 10 things that I felt they could do this year to start their new year off well. And these are things that I feel like not only students can really relate to, but I think also as adults, we can too. And so I'm going to run through all these. These all kind of stem from Colossians chapter one, verse nine through 10. It says this. And so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. So as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Everything on this list really strives to to complete what verse 10 says. It's to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit and increasing in our knowledge of God. And we do that uh, by being filled with the knowledge of his will in spiritual wisdom and in understanding and in being in his word and being in community. And so here are the 10 things that we told the students they can do to start their new, off, new year off well. And here are 10 things that you can do to start your new year off well as well. The first thing and the most important thing, these aren't in any particular order, but I would say this one is, uh, is to read your Bible. <laughs> now I know, oh yeah, the youth pastor says to read your Bible. Shocker. No, I'm I'm being serious. Like this is the most important thing you can do. I mean, everything else on this list is pretty important, but being in the word consistently is really where you begin to see the most significant growth happen for you in your spiritual life. Because the thing is, the Bible is is one of the big ways that God talks to us. It's it's how he guides us. It's how he 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 directs us. It's it's where he gives us wisdom and understanding and and 
It's where he responds to us. I mean, the thing is, there's so many people that are that are constantly hungry for God to to speak to them and to know him more. And and and, and they have this desire, yet they, they don't do the thing that is the easiest way to get that, and that is to read the word. Uh, God's word is living and it's breathing and it's and it's inspired and all of it is is profitable for teaching. Um, even the book of Numbers and all those other books that may seem irrelevant to the overall narrative of, of God's word, but really when you look at all of it as one grand narrative, you 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 begin to see God's handiwork from the very beginning to the very end. His His will playing out the things that He's doing, the His faithfulness, His goodness, and you know, I believe that for us to really grow and to be spiritually fed, we need to be in the word. And so here's what I'm doing personally. Um, I, I would encourage you to do the same as that is to commit to a plan. Um, I am going to be doing the five day a week reading plan uh, where you read through the Bible in five day a week readings. Um, I'm going to be studying other books just kind of personally around that, but this is really just the main plan I'm going to be following. Um, I'm using the Dwell Bible app. Here's the thing, guys. With reading the Bible, you have so many resources, especially nowadays. It's crazy that there's still people that aren't reading the Bible. So I personally, I love Dwell because I'm an audiobook junkie. Like, I love audiobooks, and I love people reading to me. And I just, I love Dwell because it just, it's like somebody who's very passionate about the word. He's just reading it to you, and they and they and they seem so genuine with their reading, and it doesn't seem robotic. It doesn't seem computer computery. There's music with it that just kind of helps draw my focus in. You know, for example, I was I was reading through through Genesis, and whenever um whenever God is telling Noah to get on the ark and all this other stuff, I I, I think I've never I've read that story a hundred times. I've never recognized the fact that God it says in God's word, God was the one who shut Noah in. And I just thought, man, that's so cool. And the thing is, like, it's the way the speaker kind of said that, that really just like, oh, I've never noticed it saying something like that. And it's just things like that happen, um, helps you focus. It's things you can do while you're driving even, uh, just to kind of draw your attention away, not from the road, but from all the distractions you can face while being in the car Um, and just kind of being in God's presence. And I just, I really encourage you guys, if you're going to do anything this year to make commitment, read your Bible. I'm not saying you have to read the whole thing in a year, but we have so many incredible plans that are out there. So many great Bibles that are easy to read. There's so many apps that can help you with that. There really is no reason for you not to be reading your word consistently, which goes into the second thing I think that you can do to start this year off well, and that's to spend time with God. And, um, along with that Bible reading, allow yourself to have time where you're away from everything I, in the car is okay. I'm mean, that's, I love praying to God in the car, but there are distractions. Find yourself in a distractionless environment to where you can just be in his presence, spend time with him, pray, listen. I mean, just put everything on mute and just kind of pause and meditate on the word. And even doesn't even have to be an hour or two, but just spend some time with him, not being distracted by so many things. The next thing I would say is to find community. And I told the students this, and this is kind of relates to all of us is that the church is one of the best communities we can be involved in. And so if you're not involved in a church, I'd encourage you get involved in a church, find a church home that you can call your family and be in community. Because the thing is, God has designed us to grow and to change and to strengthen one another all in community. God is a God of community and he desires for us to be in community. So don't ignore that and find good community this year. 
Um, the next thing is don't obsess about being single or in a relationship. And I say this really more for anything. Don't create false idols in your life. And for a lot of students, I feel like this is one is, is they so obsess over being single or in a relationship. Like it's some sort of status thing that makes them this, this student that's way more popular or, or way more liked. And the thing is like, they're a lot of these students should not be in relationships at all. I mean, they're not mature wise. They're not able to, to really handle a relationship. Um, a lot of them take them way too seriously, way too fast. And not only that, but they change so often um, in just a short period of time. And, I mean, realistically, maturity-wise, they're not really all there. And, um, you know, relate, being in a relationship is about pursuing marriage. And, I mean, it's hard to do that as like an eighth or ninth grader. Um, now, I'm not saying – we've got relationships in our youth group that I'm so rooting for and I love the way some of them are working. But at the same time, I think that there's a lot of wisdom in – refraining from dating for a while, but I think there's also this obsessiveness over being single that I think a lot of people have. Like, uh, I joked about how some uh, girls I've seen on social media are like, I'm just going to be single this year. I don't need no man. And I'm just like, okay, like, like I, you don't have to ride or die. on being single. Like there's good things of being single. There's good things of being in a relationship, but don't make those things, the thing that you obsess over the thing that's your identity for that year, make it your relationship with Jesus. Um, the next thing I said was spend less time on social media, uh, for students. This is like TikTok and Snapchat and Instagram, uh, for adults and older people. It might be Facebook and Twitter. I know, uh, that it's, it's super entertaining to see some of the stuff that's going on on social media right now, but do not be a part of that drama. Um, pray before you post about things, uh, ask, is it, is it nourishing to people? Is it, is it good? Is it, is it, am I talking anyone down? Am I, um, Am I talking about a different situation that can be construed the wrong way? I mean, be mindful of how you post uh, and spend less time on it. Don't just don't just mindlessly scroll through Instagram because there's nothing better to do. Use that time to do other things. Um, the next is to take care of yourself. I told the students to eat a vegetable. <laughs> just just eat one. Um, and for others, I'll, and them too, sleep. Don't drink three Monster Energy drink drinks a day. Take care of your body. And I, I say that as somebody who's very overweight. And I I also need to take in mind that. And doing things to do so. But the thing is, like, if we're not well rested, if we're not nourishing ourselves well, if we're not exercising, we're not taking care of ourselves, we are less likely to do things for, for God and his glory that, that we are supposed to do. I mean, the thing is we be, we can become lazy. We become overtired. Uh, we may say things that we don't ultimately mean. We may succumb to our emotions. And, and I think there's just so much unrest in things that we do. And so, and, and we live such busy lifestyles. We need to find time to take care of ourselves and to truly genuinely rest. Um, the next thing I said was read a few books. Um, and I more specifically read books by some dead guys. Now I told the students this, I'm gonna tell you this, uh, do not just go to Mardell's cause there's not a Lifeway that you can go to anymore. Um, and go to just any random Christian book and go, Ooh, I'm going to read this one. Cause it says, uh, how Jesus works for you. Like by blah, blah, blah. Listen, <laughs> there's a lot of really good Christian books, but there are some that are terrible. And so, uh, I ask that if you are going to read like a good Christian book, one, have discernment over some of the things the author saying, um, but also check the scripture and, and lastly, maybe even ask for recommendations from your pastoral staff or somebody you trust that has a very similar theological, uh, field, uh, field of mind as you do. 
Um, read some fun books, get an audible account. You know what? Actually, my mother-in-law told me about this incredible app called Scribd. It's literally $10 a month. You get all these audiobooks and Kindle books and magazines and all this other stuff. And it's so cool. Like I've literally read like three books since downloading that app and they were all apps that were on my audible list. And so guys, like I'm tearing through books and it's through this app. So I'd encourage you guys to check it out and, uh, to read some books, read some fun books. I'm reading fun books. I mean, uh, I don't read all just theology and counseling books and stuff like that. I mean, that's more Victoria. Victoria reads like she literally ordered uh, or she had on her list Institutes of the Christian Religion by John Calvin. And that was her fun read. Like, I love that about her. She's so just like intellectual and loves that stuff. My fun book was uh, rereading some of the Harry Potter books <laughs> or or reading a Star Wars book or something like that with the lightsaber sounds and all of that stuff. But re- read some books this year. Um Spend some time with those with gray hair. Now, if you've got, if you have gray hair, uh, take a moment to really find ways that you can invest in the next generation. I, I think that the the older generation has so much to teach the younger generation. And I think that there's a miscommunication in that relationship. One, I feel like the older people sometimes don't feel like they have anything that they can share with the younger people. They feel so disconnected. And I think the younger people feel like the older people want nothing to do with them. Think they're just a nuisance. So let's let's work on killing that this year, and really bridging those generational gaps. Because listen, I'm telling you, if you've got gray hair, you have so much to offer to these students. And students, find somebody with gray hair that can invest in you and love in you. You know, um, one guy who's really just encouraged me and really challenged me a lot. And he has gray hair. His name's Charles Anders. He goes to our church. He's one of our greeters. He is such an encouragement when it comes to reading and talking about theology and just such a, a great man to know and, and to be around. And so I would encourage you be around more people with gray hair. Um, the next thing, invite someone to church every week. Make it make it a goal to invite at least one person to church every week. Now, I'm not talking about somebody who's already invested in the church, already plugged in somewhere. I'm talking about somebody who either hasn't been anywhere in a long time or is just not a churchgoer. The thing is, this is true in student ministry. This is true everywhere. People go to church and usually walk into a church because of personal invitation. Very, and I'm not going to say nobody, but there's a few number that actually go to a church because of specific things or because of specific people that are there. They go there because they know somebody there. They're way more likely to be invested in a church and involved when they're invited by somebody personally than they are by just looking at a website or getting a brochure or something like that. Now we've had people join our church because of things like that, but you know, 85, 90% of them are there because they were invited by somebody at the church. So uh, I am going to make it a priority. I want our students to make it a priority. I want you to make it a priority to invite somebody new to church every single week. Just one person. I'm not asking you to to go out door to door in Warren, Arkansas and and figure out where people are going to church, but just invite somebody and, and don't push them into it. Don't be like, okay, you better go. We're not gonna be friends anymore. Like just invite them and make it feel welcome and love when they're there. Um, the next and last thing I said was, to use this year to share the love and good news of Christ with somebody, just share the gospel and and share the gospel not only through through your words, but the way that you love, the way that you forgive, um, the way that you treat others. Just find time to share with somebody this good news that we've been given. And I, I think that it's crazy how often we just kind of keep that to ourselves. Spend this year to be intentional with your evangelism and your service, but. Uh, anyways, these are the 10 things that I believe that you can do this year to start your new year off well. They are read your Bible, spend time with God, find community, don't obsess about being single in a relationship, 
spend less time on social media, take care of yourself, read a few books, spend time with those with gray hair, invite somebody to church every week and share the love and good news of Christ with somebody. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you have any questions and you'd love to, uh, we'd love to have your question on the podcast, uh, please email me at dbarton at ibcwarren.net uh, and put in the subject line podcast. I'd love to answer any questions on the air and I would love to bring people in that may have a lot more experience than me in some of these questions. Uh, and I hope that you have an incredible rest of your day and incredible start to 2020. Thanks and goodbye. <laughs>